welcome to Super Birthers. I am the prince who gave everything up to move to Canada, Ryan Salinas. And I am Ismail, his Meghan Markle. The angry queen. (laughs) 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 If anything, I'm the angry queen. (laughs) Y'all, we're just going to laugh, and then you can just laugh with us. If not... mm, Unless you're British, I'm I'm sorry. Listen to cereal. You know what's really funny is I was talking with some British people and they're like, "You Americans enjoy this stuff more than we do." I was like, "Absolutely, this is amazing." Um, I hate Meghan Markle. Anyways, speaking of tacky Americans, I was in Vegas. Uh, I don't know about a month ago, uh, maybe a little bit longer. And so this is the thing that I really enjoy is there are these like little Instagram pop up museums where you generally pay about like twenty five bucks. And you go into like these like rooms and there's generally about like, I don't know, 10 or 12 of them generally per like space. And generally they're all in like this kind of like somewhat of a theme. A couple of big ones is the Museum of Illusions in New York. Uh, Another one is uh, Museum of Ice Cream in San Francisco. Another one that I went to. So there's a place called Happy Place that's here in Vegas. It's at Mandalay Bay. I do not recommend it. Um, I'm pretty sure that like there's like coronavirus in like the little ball pit or whatever. Other than that, there is another place that I went to called Museum of Selfies, and this is now closed. It's no longer available. Um, but that one was in Planet Hollywood. Have you been to anything like this? Something tells me no. You would be correct. I have not been to them, but I have seen them. Uh, I honestly like. You're more into like creating the content. Your Instagram's popping. Yeah, I said popping. You know, what are you going to do about it? It is popping. But people, <laughs> Dad, stop. It's it's like certain people are just really into creating those types of content. I, as a social media person, don't see the appeal of it personally to go out of my way to go to these places. But um, it's it's cool content. So it's working for people. This is what I really enjoy about it is you can go to these things and get new ideas for your clients. That's the real reason why I do this stuff. I just think that like we, everyone really needs to kind of up their game. Um, there was one thing, uh, video that I made, it was at museum of selfies in Vegas at planet Hollywood. Um, and it was a TikTok that I made and I will post this video on, uh, our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash superboothers. And pretty much what it was, uh, it was a set that was built that was a mirror image of a bathroom. So instead of the mirror, it was just open space. Um, and I did like this really cool, like optical illusion where I walked through the mirror. Um, it was accomplished by having two phones and having a second person, um, film kind of mirroring and mimicking what I was doing. Um, those things are just super freaking cool. And I just think that we can really apply this stuff to photo booths because the gifts, the boomerangs, uh, you know, if, if I see one more gold sequin backdrop, I'm going to put a bullet in my head. I, I, I can't, I can't stand this stuff anymore. I mean, it's just, it, everything is just becoming so standard. No one is doing anything really, truly creative. Yeah, I said it. So this, I said it. So this is what makes you, you, right? I, I think you always want to do something different and creative. So that's what draws you to these things. And you have some really cool, like that was a cool video. You also do these cool things where you're like, you change outfits in midair in a video. Right? I do. I do. What, I do what love do a good get, transition. What do you get out of 
like take us into the mind of a creative. Like you go see these things, you do these illusions, you make a cool video for yourself, you get inspired. How do you apply that? Like in your mind, how do you go from that? Oh, that's cool. To applying it to a client. Someone will say, hey, listen, actually, I just got this example uh, yesterday. Um, I was in the car, headed home, client calls, uh, it's a uh, network, and um, they tell me that their parent media company is doing this conference. And they have essentially, I have a 10 by 10 space to work with. Um, and she goes, we really want you to do something cool. And it's up to me to determine what that cool thing is. So the more I do these things, the more you kind of get juices flowing, the more you're able to kind of come up with stuff on the spot. Um, I got a, and I don't know what I'm going to do for that thing yet. I just know it will be cool. Um, however, uh, one of the things that I really enjoy about snap picks, um, new video feature is it, it works how I think. And I really appreciate that. Um, I think that if I wanted to do something, it's very easy for me to accomplish it. Um, that's just a testament really to like how the software is built. Um, it's very drag and drop. Uh, there are a couple softwares out there that are not as easy, but yes, in theory could accomplish the same thing. Um, I got an event for a 1920s theme shocker. Uh, and you know, if I do one more gold Gatsby background, I'm going to barf. And the thing was, is it was prohibition and it was at the mob museum here in Vegas. And we were trying to come up with something that was reminiscent of that. And we were representing a liquor company. So what we did was we did a projector, you know, like the, like the little like wheels rolling. And this is also my cat noise. It also sounds like it might Uh, might be a bedroom noise, but I don't, I didn't want to, Never mind, Father. What are you? <laughs> what? This is a family show. Um, I'm not the one making the noises, man. <laughs> it was a projector wheel. Anyways, continuing on. Uh, we did the projector wheel with like, it was like picture start. And then it was like three, two, beep, beep, beep. And then we did the captured content. And then we had like this saloon, like little like 20s, like flapper music going underneath it. We did some really cool effects with it. I went on and I did a uh, animated logo, which cost me nothing. And I used just one of my random apps on my phone and pieced it together. And it created something really, really cool. The whole purpose of us is whenever someone asks what I do or how am I different, I say I create shareable content for your guests that they can't create on their phone. That's what I say. And I'm pretty sure some of you are going to steal it. And that's fine. But can you really, you know, back it up? Good for you. Um, I just think that those things are what makes you different. Um, there are a million things that we can do with a green screen. Uh, for example, like the number one thing is, you know, the Hogwarts wanted poster for Sirius Black. Um, anyone, that is a really good, like, tutorial that everyone needs to do is come up with a way to like recreate this yourself. You know, you're going to do the background of, you know, whatever, like paper sort of worn out sort of thing. The middle layer is going to be the captured content of like the person like screaming or whatever. And then the overlay is going to be whatever the graphic of the newspaper is. That way you see like this, like little, like layered effect. Um, have you ever done anything like that or messed around with anything? Like with the green screen? I've messed around. Yeah, I've messed around with it. I honestly don't do 
that stuff for our business. My brother handles all that stuff. So I'm not as well versed in it as I should be, but that's, that's me. I'm more of the business mind. So glad you're so helpful in this episode today. <laughs> um, no, I, and th- this was also something that I was able to chat with a couple of people in Australia with, you know, they were saying how, you know, they got this, you know, new software, they want to play with it. They haven't had time to dedicate to it. You know, if you don't have time to dedicate to it, find someone in your team that can and just have someone take a day and just screw with it and try and make it work and try and create something cool that no one else can. And I think that now in an age where it's so easy to do, it's so drag and drop, you know, it's, it's this, it, there's no excuse not to, um, you know, there was one event that I did, uh, for a Halloween theme and it was supposed to be spooky and creepy, not scary, which that's kind of a tall order. So what we did was just do like this cool, like, you know, glitch effect. Um, and it's such a simple thing. And, so easily applied to Halloween just because it kind of lends itself to that. The things that people created were so amazing. Like I really appreciate what the guests were able to do with stuff that we just gave them the opportunity to play with, you know? That's interesting way of looking at it. You you said like you want to create charitable content they can't create on their own, but you gotta keep in mind you're not the one you're you're enabling the guests to create the content and sometimes they come up with things that you wouldn't have thought of yourself right so your job is a facilitator yeah, absolutely. but back to the you know you mentioned that where you had the 10 by 10 space and, and the museum of selfies and all these things do you when, when you get those kind of asks hey ryan make me something cool here's a space how involved do you get in building that space do you outsource it do you design it and then let someone else take care of it what's the process look like I have learned that I'm not good at doing that. Um, so I have someone that will fabricate it for me. I have my client like work with them to build it. Um, and luckily I have a great partner that does that stuff. Um, so whenever we do like upside down rooms or something like that, um, you know, that, that is easily accomplished by someone else. I don't have the infrastructure to do that. I don't have a wood shop, you know, in, you know, in my office. Um, but do you maintain any involvement like creatively or do you just have the yeah, absolutely. clients tell people what con- to do? Yeah. No, Cause I, I thought you made it seem like, like you just connect, you just connected them and got out of the way, but you're still involved creatively and you, you're still guiding yeah, absolutely. the project. Yeah. You know, I, I almost want to challenge people just to go to party city and, you know, spend 50 bucks on something, anything and see what you come up with. Do you know the coolest content that I saw for photo booth stuff? Let's hear it. DragCon, RuPaul DragCon, like the th- stuff that those drag queens did and created for those meet and greets. So I've never been, which I had had no intention of going. But once I saw this, I was like, this is freaking cool. What each of the drag queens did was they all have their own booths and they all do their own meet and greets. So like generally they'll sell like merch or whatever. And then you get like a picture or an autograph or whatever, you know, buy my t-shirt, buy my book, buy whatever. And then, you know, get a picture or whatever. The sets that these people created were the coolest thing ever. Um, there was one, uh, that did like little neon signs. Um, so like you can go on Amazon, spend 15 bucks and do like these like little cool, like, I, I don't know if it was like a lightning bolt or a heart or whatever. It doesn't even have to match. They bought like 50 of them put them all on a back wall and it just had the coolest effect. Um, there are people that did really cool like chairs. There were people that just went crazy on themes and granted these people are generally more creative than most, 
so I can understand the people not achieving that level of creativity. I completely get that. That doesn't mean that you can't replicate something or um, there's actually a book called like stealing like an artist or something like that. And it's such a cool thing because what you do is you go into like other industries Take a interior magazine, for example, and you just take those little elements and apply it to a photo. You know, you can do this with, you know, fashion magazines or what have you and do these like really cool sets. There was, um, uh, gosh, there was like a one event that I did a long time ago where we created this like Vanity Fair looking set and did people's photos. And it was just this dramatic little editorial thing. We can all accomplish this stuff pretty easily. Like it's just either, you know, furniture, some set pieces, a plant or two, and you know, you're just creating and styling this really amazing photo that people wouldn't otherwise have access to. Yeah, I, I think this is kind of drawing on a topic we've talked about before where you're like flexing your creative muscle, right? And sometimes nothing comes out of, you know, like the challenge you just issued create something or the things that you create or the places you go to for inspiration, sometimes Nothing comes out of it, but there's no like formula for creativity, right? Being around it all the time is what enables someone like Ryan to keep making cool stuff because that's what they surround themselves with. Um, but you can't be that person if you're not around it. So I, I think that's that's the bit of advice that I would give. I don't know if you agree, Ryan, as to whether it's the interior magazine or going to these selfie museums or whatnot, being around it and playing. It's not always um, unproductive to play. You may not have something at the end of it but you're flexing that muscle. That's kind of why I think I kind of mess around with TikTok every now and then is because it does provide a, a little bit of a creative outlet. Um, it's a little decompressing for me. And it's also really cool to see what other people are creating to see how I can translate that into photo booths because you never know whenever you're going to get a client to ask something, Hey, why don't you do something cool for us and give you carte blanche? You know, I think that that's one thing that absolutely sets me apart is I don't have my client dictate to me what they want. Like they come to me for the ideas. That's how I become the resource. But there's also the hidden genius that like you're putting all the stuff on your Instagram, right? To me, it's like, oh, look, Ryan's having fun. He's just making stuff. But really, you're positioning yourself as the creative guy that does cool things. And who's following you? These event planners, these people that want to hire you. And when they think about, hey, I want to do yeah. a cool thing at my event, they think of Ryan because Ryan is putting that out. And, and you mentioned TikTok. Yeah. I'm curious, just off the cuff, like you play around with it a lot. Do you think there's a way that that's going to integrate with photo booths in the future? Like, I, I, it doesn't seem like it, it goes with gifts and gifts and stuff as well. But maybe there's a different. What do you What do you think? Riff on that. Videos. Videos, videos, I think, are going to be the next thing. I mean, it already is the next thing. I think that it's just no one is doing it right now. I think everyone is still stuck in, you know, photo and GIF and boomerang mode. I think that we're going to see some really cool things with video happening. Actually, so what there are your was, thoughts on uh, like, go ahead. I was going to say, what are your thoughts on like, is that a trend that is worth chasing or is it just a trend that's going to die out? These TikTok things, or how do you know if it's worth putting effort into? mastering those you know all this stuff is gonna come back in some form or another i just think that you know our 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 industry is very trendy to begin with so i think it's just always going to be ever evolving and i think that we're lucky that in the current iteration we can use the same equipment that we have to accomplish this stuff you know whenever i did 
<laughs> there was a linen company that would have, uh, you know, one year come out with this tangerine linen and everyone was super obsessed with this like tangerine linen, you know, and then, you know, you go through, you know, a burgundy phase or, um, you know, sapphire blue, uh, all these different, like whatever is like the cool, you know, I don't know, color of the moment or whatever. And then a couple months later, you're going to be like, well, we still have all this orange linen that hasn't sold. You know, what do we do with it? Uh, oh, this is our brand new, like Clementine colored, you know, linen or whatever. And you almost have to like rebrand some of this stuff. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've sold ivory to a client and then gone right back to them, you know, three, four years later and then sold French vanilla. It's the same color. It's just how you present it. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of why these things go in cycles, right? Things always come back. Like you said, it's because I guess people have to reuse the stuff that they already have. Yeah. And I think that we're lucky right now that the equipment that we have is able to adapt with us. Um, because I think if you're focused so much in the equipment, you're not going to get anywhere. I care what the equipment can do. I don't care what it looks like. That's why on all my, with the exception of a roaming photo booth and a 360, I don't sell what it looks like. I sell what it accomplishes. So how do you feel about people that are like looking for the newest gear every year? I think you're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I I, I mean, people, I'm what you call an intensive care bear. Um, No, I think that if you're always focused on, you know, and I'm sure that there's a manufacturer that is going to hear this episode that's going to yell at me after this, but I, I, I don't care what the equipment looks like. I just care what it can do. I think that if you are so focused on your equipment, you're not really focusing on your craft. And I think that that's what's the important thing here. Um, have you done any of the master classes, like on like masterclass.com? You know, I have not, but the, the one that really got me to consider doing it was the one with uh, the CEO of Disney. Yes, Bob Iger. I did that yeah, one, I, and I binged it. I binged it in one sitting. Oh, really? How did you feel about it? How was it? Oh, my. So I have done Annie Leibovitz, which is bar none my favorite photographer. Uh, I did Anna Wintour. Uh, I did Bob Iger. Uh, who else did I do? Um, I did part of Gordon Ramsay, but I don't know. He's just... I actually appreciate him in this setting. I'm just not really going to be cooking. Um, and then I believe I did uh, Steve Martin. That was the other one. Steve Martin teaches comedy. Um, which all this stuff is just so great. Like it is so amazing that this resource exists. That way you can kind of get into the mind of, you know, these like crazy, ridiculously successful masters of their craft. Um, Bob Iger was very eye-opening um you know there are some things that i think that he's done that is wrong um i don't think it's right for the brand however he felt it and you know (laughs) he drives a nicer car than i do (laughs) um so he must be doing something right um but at the same time it's really good to see how these people do these things um he was talking about how he has done i think it's like three or four major mergers he did like a National Geographic. He did a Marvel. He did, I don't think he did Star Wars because that was already done before then, but it was talking about all like these like gigantic mega brands that he's like, 
you know, crafted these like crazy ridiculous deals. And, you know, he talks about, you know, the day to day of this stuff. And, um, you know, I really enjoyed Anna Wintour. Um, she is fairly well known now, especially with like, you know, Devil Wears Prada and, you know, the September issue and Inside of the Editor's Eye. And I'm really <laughs> showcasing my sexuality right now. Um, but no, but I, I just I just think that it is so amazing to get into the minds of these people because that way you can kind of see how they operate. And what I found reassuring for me was I operate pretty similar to some of these people. Um, it, it really? was really interesting I, how I was, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was going to ask something because it, I, didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you just kind of alluded to my question is when I mm. see these people, like let's say a Bob Iger, these masters, what I see is that they're very calm, you know, mm-hmm. they're very cool and collected. They're, they're not frazzled. They move at their own pace and they're not rushed. And I don't know. I feel like sometimes I don't relate to that. I'm all over the place. I'm running around. Well, I'm doing first, a thousand different. First, first, do you relate to that? First of all, that's that, first of all, that's money. These people have very big budgets. So, and that's another thing is, um, whenever perfect example, TV show Bridezilla's, I have another name for that show. If you want to know what the name of that show is, you can DM me. Um, however, uh, they're all frazzled. They're all yelling. They're all screaming. It's because of a monetary constraint. If you go to, you know, Platinum Weddings or what have you, whenever that TV show is, everyone was calm. Everyone loved what was going on. Everything was so beautiful because there's money. Money solves those problems. Um I, See, think I, I would, that, I would push ever, back on that a little bit. I would push that because you're right. But these people's schedules are still like totally packed all day. They're trying to make these big decisions. It's stressful. Yeah, they can throw resources at it, but they're still like working nonstop all day and night yeah. on stressful things. But they're still like very yeah. calm. And I don't, I don't really Absolutely. relate to that. I don't have that quality. I don't think yet. So I, I don't know I, how to get I, that. I, I, I think I'm like that. I don't think that. I ever get stressed. I, I mean, yes, I get stressed, but I don't think it ever shows. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty calm. I think the best way that I can describe it is this is a marathon, not a sprint. You have to calm down. You have to pace yourself. You know, someone could smack me in the head with a baseball bat and I would just say good morning. I mean, you just can't let things get to you. I've told, I've told this story. I've told this story before. There was someone that worked for me uh, that was – it was his first or second day, first week for sure. And I was – we were doing flowers and I was like, okay, your first job is going to be to clean and prep all this glassware. And you know, there was like, I don't know, 80 pieces of glassware in that room at the time. And, you know, he's cleaning and then I am in my office 30 minutes later, hear this gigantic crash. And I go in there. I'm like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, literally, I don't know if he was beaten as a child because the dude flinched and thought I was going to hit him. I'm like, no, like, he's like, you're not going to yell. I'm like, I'm a florist. I work with glass, glass breaks. Do we have more? Yes. Then clean that. I mean, it, it happens. Like I don't get stressed over things that don't need to be stressed out about. We talked about this before. If money is your problem, it's not a problem. Like if it's solved by money, it's not a problem. Um, I think that there are times where I've had an iPad go dead and people will freak out. What do we do? What do we do? What are we going to do? Go buy an iPad. How about that? 
I mean, I, then again, I'm also I also throw more money at problems than anything else. <laughs> yeah, no, and I I guess <laughs> the the, the place that I was coming at it from is not that necessarily. I feel external, like I'm showing stress externally and I'm running around more so like internally, my mind is always racing and thinking of things. And all these things are always running through my mind that when I see people display that level of calm, these leaders that I admire, it's like, how how are their minds going? Aren't they racing? How do they um, translate that into a calm demeanor? Um, So that's something that I'm trying to work on for myself. I think that most of these people do these things on the regular and have been doing it for quite some time. So I don't think that they let it get to them just because this is, this is, this is normal. That's true. And also we're only seeing what they want us to see. Like they're in front of a camera, they're in front of an audience. They're clearly thinking about how they're presenting themselves. Doesn't mean necessarily that behind the scenes in meetings are not, you know, they're, they're always called call, sure. like, I'll call, yeah, call and collect them. Yeah. So one thing that I would like for everyone to do is go to Party City or something and spend 50 bucks and just create something cool with whatever it is you find there. Um, I think that there was this one thing that I saw. I don't know who, who did it or who was responsible for it, but they took like these like silver fringe things and hung them on the ceiling and just did this really cool boomerang. And it was just something that couldn't have cost more than 12 bucks. Um, so I would like to see everyone try and be a little bit more creative because let me tell you what is out there right now is disappointed. And I am very, (laughs) very, very upset. Although you can't tell because of the Botox. That's a great way to start the season right there. Issue we challenge. Pissed off. Sloppy babies. Garbage. Are you are you okay? Yeah, I was just upset. I just wish people would do their job. <laughs>